gratitude goes out to you today for listening to Eco Radio KC on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is a locally made exploration into positive solutions to some of today's ecological challenges for all of us working to create a healthier future for our communities and for the world you live in. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. My name is Darnell. Today on Eco Radio KC, host Richard Mabian will speak again with Jack Pastora, lobbyist for the Kansas Sierra Club. Richard and Zach began this episode last week, and there was no way they could discuss all the environmental issues in one hour. So Zach is back. Kansas is poised to benefit big time from the billions of dollars. Congress allocated for upgrading American infrastructure with the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Investment Act. But is there any movement in Kansas to apply for those dollars? This fall is an election and listeners can learn facts to help them decide how their vote can be most effective to improve the climate environment. Where does Kansas legislators stand on utility companies? Companies propose rate hikes. We want to educate community leaders and advocate for maximizing investment in statewide programs to protect water, save energy, and make the state more equitable, eco-friendly, and resilient. Homeowners could benefit from fewer lead pipes, better access to high-speed internet, modern appliances, and energy-efficient improvements, rooftop solar, and electric vehicles. We at Eco Radio KC are glad to encourage awareness and protection of our world. Our goal is to ensure our listeners are aware of how we can create a sustainable present for a sustainable future. Now, our show. Good evening, everyone. This is Richard Mabian, and uh, you had uh, welcome back to our show, Eco Radio 90.1 FM. You know, uh, our opening there was fantastic. He gave me a whole bunch of stuff that I could add to our list that we need to talk about. Darnell, uh, if you ever hear this, um, know that uh, I really appreciate how you brought that to us. And, you know, Zach is back. I like that, too. Zach is back. Before I get into it, let's talk about um, I want a couple of things I want to bring up to you before we go into it. And I may get back to this other one at the end of the show. But I want to mention it first so that if you hang through the show and there may be something you want to write down or whatever, I'll give you the name of it and you can look it up. But uh, I met today with the um, the new director of the program that was, um, you know, they call it Tic Tac Nationally. Uh, and the, the name of the, uh, the, the, the program is Environmental Justice Thriving Communities technical assistant centers and they say ej tic tac program and the one that we got for region seven is located at wichita state university and uh so uh i'm going to eventually have his name is jeff severon and i'm going to have him on like i do zach with a regularly kind of a show so that he can bring the listeners to KKFI 
up to date on the advancements they're making in creating this program. Uh, this I won't try to get deep in the weeds as far as what he's doing or how they're doing it and all that kind of thing. I'll just say that it's programs being designed as a benefit to individual organizations and people who want to try to reach out for some of that money that Darnell was talking about that's getting ready to start coming into the states for energy efficiency. So I want you to have access to him. In fact, we're going to try something in that fourth, that third session tonight of having someone call in so we can see how that works. Because when I have him on, we might just have a session, maybe not the first one or the second one, but eventually where he'll accept calls from people calling in. So we want KKFI to become the go-to place for being able to make contact with key people, especially this program. Uh, he's working on a five-year grant and uh, to be assistance to us. So we want to make sure we have a chance to talk to him. I wanted to get that in before we did anything else. Uh, uh, Zach, uh, if you want to kind of uh, give us a little little rundown on what we did last week uh, without going again deep in the weeds because we're gonna pick right up on that on the uh rate thing anyhow. So go ahead, sir. If you would introduce yourself first, first, will you please? Uh, yeah, thank you, Richard. Uh, it's a pleasure to be join you on Eco Radio again. Again, my name is Zach Pastora. I'm a proud lobbyist for the Kansas chapter of Sierra Club. Uh, which is an environmental organization dedicated to protecting the great outdoors of Kansas and beyond. Uh, been going for over well, almost 50 years here in Kansas, and the uh, Sierra Club has been a thing. And I've been the uh, lobbyist for 12 years now, uh, working on state policy and um, regulatory matters in Topeka. Uh, so that's where I'm coming at. I uh, live outside of Lawrence and uh, excited to join you back for round two on Eco Radio here. We had a great yes, time last time, a, a lot of information. If I remember right, we talked about uh, climate change and the impact uh, here locally, how that was tied into some of the uh, hot temperatures we've been facing. Uh, wasn't uh, too long. We're catching a break a little bit this week, aren't we? But, uh, you know, those triple digits look like they're going to be coming back again and how the heat index uh, uh, creates a hardship on people's lives the day to day and, and right. you know, and uh, so we talked about that implications for water, water policy. And then we got a little bit into electricity and uh, utilities rate increase. Um, but I wanted to pick up uh, what was said in the beginning, as you mentioned, uh, with Darnell, uh, all these opportunities here for Kansas and, and some of the unprecedented federal uh, influx of, of funding coming in uh, passed by Congress. And we're we're looking at about ten billion dollars, billion with a B of investment into good paying jobs, a clean uh, power generation. We're talking about solar, uh, both at the community level and uh, kind of large scale uh, with utilities, uh, opportunities for businesses and homes to get certain tax credits for uh, more efficient solutions in your home or business, and uh, and more. So that's a lot of money. Uh, coming in. Unfortunately, I've come to my attention just recently that Kansas is uh, in the bottom 10 for capturing these federal funds of all states. So we're bottom, bottom of the rankings for capturing a percentage of the federal funding. 
you know, we're a smaller state in terms of population, so it makes a little bit of sense we may not get as some of the bigger states, uh, but we should be trying to get as, as much as the piece of the pie of funding as we can because we help uh, essentially paying for that pie uh, through tax dollars. So I thought that was interesting, $10 billion. And, and something I've learned from you for a long time, Richard, is how can we make the most of that investment to pay off for not just the here and now, but for generations to come. Yes. Uh, workforce programs and the understanding of, of how we can change, recalibrate the system right now, uh, but have long-term benefits. Well, you know, you mentioned that, and, um, you know, that's what my NEJAC, National uh, Environmental Justice Advisory Council that I was selected to in September is about being able to make recommendations to EPA about how we'd like to see that money being spent. Uh, this one of Justice Forty uh, was 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 added in to give the um, the low income community uh, of uh, at least forty percent of the money that's available. So you have every Tom, Dick, and Harry from here to nowhere that's out there trying to create programs to try to get something going in their neighborhood in their areas. And that's why this assistant group coming in is such a value, because it's going to have to be worked out. We have people who have never had a grant that are trying to figure out how they can get involved. And we got people that have never worked with black people in their life that all of a sudden now have become minority experts. And they're out there trying to get involved in it. I'm not opposing anything because we need it. But at the same time, the, we know the money's going to go to the best that you can get. And, uh, and I'm doing my part. To me, I mean, it's a boxing match. I'm not going to sit up and tell you that everything is going hunky-dory. I have to get in there and really uh, make this happen and get it done. But we are having such success at it. Uh, uh, the the job training, as far as I'm concerned, is a is a godsend. Excuse me for saying that, folks. I'm not trying to uh, make it a religious thing. That's not what it's about. But I'm saying that because this may be a one-in-a-lifetime chance for us to be able to get people trained with the kind of skills that can be used for the rest of their life. And with the amount of homes that need retrofitting, 224 million with 75% or more in the inner city, what they're doing is going in the county and trying to bring contractors to the inner city. And I think that's fine, but we need to do both. We need to get people in their inner city trained so they can learn those skills too. So that's my boxing match. And so when we're doing that, that's opening up doors for us. That's the direction we are going. Uh, EO, uh, uh, KKFI is going to be a force. It's going to be a force in this whole ordeal because someone has to be able to keep you, the people out there listening, aware of what we should know. And that's kind of what this show is about. I know I'm down to three minutes on this opening part, so I'm not going to run over like we did last week. I got my eye out on it today. So come on, uh, Jack. I mean, uh, Zach, you got a couple of minutes there. Well, Give me some. just to round out the, the point uh, here, I think is a very good point. If this is an unprecedented level of investment uh, of, of, of a 
of money, of uh, taxpayer money, we want to make it count, but also we want to make sure that it addresses the inequalities and inequities we currently have. So we give the, uh, an opportunity to make sure that it's fair all the way around. And that's why this emphasis on environmental justice is so important. Yes. I'm glad you're there. Um, in my understanding, you're the only Kansas representative represented. I think there's another um, person from Missouri. Missouri, only, right. Only, only one represented in our area on that National Advisory Council. That's very important. Right. And the mention you mentioned of the Wichita State Center for Environmental Justice, uh, uh, Thriving Communities, as, as you mentioned, uh, Jeff, that's going to be very important to implement these ideas in right. a in, in a, a thorough network of communities and organizations of people to make that count. So, uh, and then of course, as an advocate at the policy level, but also within a, a nonprofit organization, is we got to think about how this benefits environmental justice at every turn. It should be something that we think about that people who have been harmed in the past from these initiatives. Uh, get uh, get turned around so they can benefit from it and that the people who haven't been invested in can capture that investment. Um, makes so all the, it, makes it's all, all good the, stuff. It's all good stuff, and I agree with you. So we talking K-12. through 12. I'm talking free school, K-12. through 12. This is Richard Mabian. We're going to take our first break. This is KKFI 90.1 FM. Support for KKFI provided by the Kansas City Museum, located at 3218 Gladstone Boulevard. The Kansas City Museum is now open, featuring exhibits, programs, and experiences encompassing Kansas City's past, present, and future. You can find a full list of programs and events, as well as ways to support at kansascitymuseum.org. Hey KC, it's Warren Williams, also known as Dub. Inviting you to check out my show, Dub's Groove, now airing on KKFI on Wednesdays from 3 to 6 p.m. I serve up a veritable feast of classic R&B and soulful jazz. I slip in some Latin, gospel, deep cuts as well. Listen live at 90.1 FM or online at kkfi.org. If you miss a show and like to catch up, search the internet for KKFI archives and you'll find the last two shows there. Check it out, you might just dig it. I'm Dr. Anthony Lizowitz, and this is Climate Connections. Over the next decade, many offshore wind turbines are set to be installed off the coast of the U.S. Offshore wind is a growing industry in the United States. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of different companies, developers coming into the space. Jeremy Stefik of the National Renewable Energy Laboratory is an author of a recent report on the workforce needs of this growing industry. The report finds that offshore wind could create tens of thousands of jobs, but to fill them, people need to learn about the opportunities and get trained with the right skills and expertise. A lot of folks don't know about offshore wind across the United States. So Stefik says it's important to get the word out that there will be opportunities for people with all kinds of backgrounds, from business professionals to engineers to technicians. He says the industry's biggest need will be for skilled tradespeople, such as electricians and welders. So the report highlights the need for more apprenticeship and training programs. And Stefik says it's important to make high schoolers aware of potential careers in the skilled trades. It's not often times that you get the opportunity to develop a new industry in the United States. So from my perspective, you know, it's a really exciting time. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To hear more stories like this, visit climateconnections.org. 
All right, this is Richard Mabian, and I'm back, uh, KKFI 90.1 FM, and that commercial we just had was almost like a follow-up to what we were talking about. They must be following us, Zach. We got to watch ourselves, man. <laughs> okay, let's get into the rate hike. Let's go there, and I want to spend this section on your topics, so we'll start with the rate hikes, and we'll just follow up from there to we take a break. Go ahead. Sure. Well, thanks, uh, Richard. And uh, wanted to uh, talk about this uh, big rate hike in, in Kansas um, we're seeing uh, for electricity. This is uh, our biggest public utility in, in Kansas for electricity is Evergy. You might remember Kansas City Power and Light and West Star merged into one company called Evergy uh, five years ago. And a part of that agreement for the merger was that they couldn't hike any rates for five years. Um, so a lot of people saw pretty uh, stable rates, maybe uh, uh, here or there uh, change uh, small. Uh, but now, since the five-year stretches up, companies coming back in to ask the Kansas Corporation Commission, our energy uh, and utility regulator, for permission to increase rates to capture $218 million, uh, most of that coming from what is called Evergy Central Region, which is basically outside of the metro from uh, Lawrence to Topeka to Manhattan to Wichita and everywhere in uh, between. Um, overall, Evergy has about a million customers in Kansas, uh, and most of those customers are in that Evergy Central Territory. And they're looking at an increase, a requested increase of $14.24 a month. Um, and so for an average Kansas household in that area. And so that's a over $170 a year extra for the same electricity that they were provided here before the, the rate increase. Now we'll see where the regulators stand. But uh, as of now, we have about a month. Uh, of opportunity for the public and, and uh, customers uh, in Kansas to reach out to the Kansas Corporation Commission to offer a public comment on how you feel about the, the rate increase. And I'll, I'll uh, just say this, Richard, that they're trying to capture the previous five years of investment um, that totals up to a portion um, that with uh, the you know, some some math, uh, comes up to $218 million. Uh, they want to extend uh, the life of some coal plants and, and add more capacity coal power um, from their energy center. Uh, they, they've invested it into a wind farm in Oklahoma over that time. And they've also made many updates to electrical infrastructure in that past five years. So $218 million, on average $14. Uh, increase per month for a regular residential customer in the central territory in the metro territory on the Kansas side that's four dollars in some sense per average household and uh, I, that basically negates the savings of uh, 230 some million dollars we saved with the merger in those five years so it negates the savings uh, but I wonder we heard from uh, they've had three public hearings um, across the state for the hear from Kansans and answer some questions about the rate increase. 
And it, I watched it, and num hundreds of people showed up to these three hearings. And we didn't hear many people in favor of the rate increase. Not too big a surprise there, uh, right? But yeah. we we did hear a lot of uh, people, especially in the seniors and those on fixed incomes, saying that they can't afford another $14 per month. And, and that's for an average household if they happen to use more energy um, that might pay even more. And so all those come to say, you know, as me as an environmental advocate, I'm thinking about, you know, where our electricity is coming from. How do we make it more environmentally friendly? Is there ways to capture our energy more locally and benefit the people versus, um, take you know make it even hard on people to pay their bills through an increase but also i think about that and i think about the utility asking for this increase made a, a, a 765 million dollars in profit last year okay mm -hmm. so they're asking 218 million dollars from you know residential customers people like you and i and then meanwhile their shareholders on wall street making a bunch of money and uh at 700 million we're paying 200 some million you know can't we strike a deal where the shareholders make a half a billion dollars 500 million and and no one in kansas has to pay an increase sort of thing these are some of the things working through my head and and also when when i think about asking for a rate increase yet we're keeping coal power going yeah yeah we're talking about our mo most expensive power uh, our most polluting power. We get it from Wyoming. We have to put it on trains to come down and burn it in Kansas. It's not doing anybody any favors on, on the environment or if you live close, potential for, for asthma and respiratory issues. Um, you know, before we had standards of, of environmental standards to regulate mercury, it's putting mercury into the, to the water. You couldn't eat the fish uh, in Kansas as much as you might like. So all those things kind of kind of scratch in my head. How do we try to approach this rate increase in a way that can maybe change things better for the environment, but also people's pocketbooks? So I'll, I'll stop that, there, Richard. So whoa, that's, think about all that. Man, I was just sitting here with all kind of thoughts floating through my head as you were talking. And, you know, um, my background is in human behavior, um, even before I went into the environmental world. And, and I was just sitting there thinking how people listening to this or could hear this or thinking uh, when you talk in terms of what was that 200 million that they gave up for five years. Right. right? They say they, the company saved people supposedly 232 okay. million dollars. No, yep. you know, and so they're planning on what they saved in five years of getting it all back in one year. Okay. Essentially, so, right. so, so, so now this is where the behavior aspect becomes a, 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 a factor in the environmental world because people aren't, aren't dumb anymore. They're not stupid, regardless of whether they went to college or they didn't do anything in high school or they even got out of high school. If they got out in eighth grade, the point about it is that they have sit there. That looks like it's a game. It looks like you, you're screwing us. It looks like you're doing the kind of things that are just taking advantage of us. 
And that's what bothers me more than anything, because those kinds of behaviors can cause nut buckets to do the kind of things we see them doing out here in our communities. You know, it can it creates domestic problems. It creates problems at home. I mean, all of these factors are are, are engaged or involved in those kind of circumstances. And yes, I agree with you. You would think there could be a better way of being able to, what's the word I talked to you about, finding harmony. I'm not saying that we that we got to give a little. Everybody's got to give a little because we're in a we in a a, a a world with uncertainties. You know that you you can't set up and say this is what's going to happen because we don't know. I mean, in the weather this we just had in the last month, really it's two, three months, but the last month has been totally unpredictable. You know, when the football game was on Saturday, the morning news was it's a possibility we could be having rain during the game. That's how unpredictable it is now. I mean, when you hear a new a weather broadcast, they're going, if it stays together, but if not, it may go south, but it could go not. I mean, that's the world we're living in. And, and and I'm saying we need to be able to try to have conversations of how we get everyone's thoughts at that table. I agree with you. Well, why can you take a billion dollars left less if you're already making 700? Well, how much did they make? 700 what? Yeah, seven hundred sixty-five million is what they reported in their uh, investment um, report for last year. Seven hundred in profit, you know, and 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 so when they're asking for two hundred and eighteen million, it feels like, well, yeah, wait yeah. a second, you know, how much yeah. money is enough, sort of thing, uh, especially when it's a public utility. So, yes, especially uh, when we're going through what we're going through right, right now. You right. know what people are it's, like the it's, elderly, right. And so I just I think that's a good point uh, you made that, you know, it creates just financial hardship. But while yes. we're also dealing with hardship, like at the extreme weathers, and I'm thinking I listened to these investment reports and said, well, our profit might be down a little bit this quarter because of unfavorable weather. OK, right. and right. Uh, which means unfavorable weather is when the weather's nice. And you don't have to run air conditioning as much and use as much energy to cool it down. And so favorable weather is when it's triple digits for the yes. utility. Well, yes. everybody else, it's like that's it's that's awful and, and uh, creates significant harm to people's health. I mean, here on the news, how uh, ambulance and uh, emergency responders are responding to more calls in the in the extreme heat. People getting heat exhaustion and sick, and uh, it's a real thing. And so, just how do we switch some of these things around? I don't want to. Uh, you know, I don't want to hate on the utility. They provide electricity to a lot of people, and uh, we need it. Um, and they're they're doing a service. They come and help uh, put your electricity back up when the power lines go down, and all that. There, there are a lot of good people working real hard every day to help out the company and provide right. us with electricity. So don't get me wrong on that. It, they've also made a, a progress on the climate, where half their power is from. Uh, non-carbon emitting resources and they've invested in the wind power and all that. So there's good things. And you mentioned harmony. 
we got to get back to where everybody's trying to work for the common good. Yes. We're not just trying to peel it off for shareholders and investors at the at the um, take of the Kansas people who are trying to pull more money out of their pocket for basic electricity service. We can all try to harmonize that to where it's win, win, win all around. And, and uh, you know, I also think, you know, financial stress, maybe we can turn things around on the bills. But we got to do something about the extreme weather and the and uh, the climate change, and every yeah. utility, not just one utility, whether it's Evergy or um, you know uh, Kansas City Board of Public Utilities or any utility out there, ought to be thinking: How can we get to clean energy, less carbon pollution, any greenhouse gas pollution up in the air because that makes it just harder on our society and we have to endure more consequences both in risk to life and yes in communities i mean uh don't get me started on on the situation there where we see uh troublesome issues like the maui uh wildfire and right, all that. How, right. you know maybe we could have shut off electricity at a certain time prevented a fire and all that stuff but i think the a key point of all that such a tragic situation important to keep in mind the community rallied together and if we can do that before the crisis happens before people lose their life or you know get their electricity shut off or or you know, uh, uh, the heat causes more irritability and someone takes it out and, and enacts gun violence, et cetera. Right. Let's do something now before the next crisis happens. Let's rally together and achieve that harmony you were talking about, Richard. Well, I mean, you did it good, Zach. You took it right up to us. Time to take a break. Gang, we're going to take our next break. We'll be back and we'll try to see what we how we can answer some of these questions that we're bringing up. Uh, we might even open up the line so you can call in. This is KKFI 90.1 FM. We'll be back. Did you know your business or organization could be sponsoring this episode of Eco Radio KC? Learn more at kkfi.org slash marketing. Don't miss your boarding pass for Modern Jet Set. I'm Iris Berkeley, your pilot for an adventure through eclectic new releases and the vintage vibes that inspired them. Connect the dots between soul and synth pop, reggae and R&B, Latin and lounge, plus the classic sounds that gave us today's independent music landscape. Come fly the fancy skies. That's Modern Jet Set, every Thursday at 2 a.m. right here on KKFI. Here's a calendar for the week of August 29th. It's almost time for the 2023 Paddle, Missouri Capital to Capital trip. Jefferson City to St. Charles, Missouri, September 23rd to 27th. You can register now. Email mary at streamteamsunited.org or call 573-586-0747. 2023 Climate Summit will be September 9th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Rockhurst University, Kansas City, Missouri. You can contact Climate Action KC Chair Hillary Thomas with questions at hillary at climateactionkc.com. To find more information about the Women's Bike Summit on Saturday, September 30th, visit bikewalkkc.org. Wednesday, August 30th, 4 to 5 p.m., providing year-round sanctuary for pollinators is a webinar. 
Landscaping with keynote native tree species that host many insects is critically important to their survival. In this free webinar hosted by Grow Native and presented by veteran native landscaper Paula Diaz, learn how you can make your native garden a year-round haven for all stages of insects. Paula has been a longtime volunteer for Missouri Prairie Foundation, the Grow Native program, and Deep Roots KC. The webinar will be held by Zoom. You can learn more and register at moprairie.org. Wednesday, August 30th, 6.30 to 8 p.m., a virtual book club, Birding Without Borders, is hosted by the Thomas Hart Benton Group of the Missouri Chapter of the Sierra Club. Join on Meetup. Saturday, September 2nd, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Earthbeat, the West Bottoms Eco Market, is the destination for first weekend events featuring antique and locally made goods and now an eco market. The market showcases local Kansas City business owners, makers, and artists making eco-friendly, sustainable choices in their business practices. This event is hosted by Hera, a group creating intentional gatherings that reimagine the ways we connect to ourselves, the earth, and each other. The market will be held at the Crane Building parking lot, 1105 Hickory Street, Kansas City, Missouri. To learn more, you can visit hera-community.com. Stay involved. Enjoy the summer. You can check your local politics for environmental issues. My name is Terry. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. We'll now return to our program. All righty. Thank you, Terry. Uh, this is uh, Richard Mabian again, and uh, this is the final wrap up here with me and Zach as we um, still covering the the aspects of uh, the the utility companies and, and not trying to be dogmatic about it, but talking as people. Uh, that's where we have to go in this uh, new world that's starting to evolve on this uh, planet we live on. Uh, we all have to be equally engaged in the in in the survival of our our species. Um, I wanted to try uh, for someone to call in during this last session. We got about 15 minutes here to talk. And even though I don't want one person calling in with, with a 15-minute question, just give me something simple. But if you're a local, the number to call is 816-931-5242. I'll repeat that. 816-931-5534. If you're outside of the local area, the number that you call is 888-931-0901. That's 888-931. 931-0901. Okay. I'm going to come in, Zach, and say that, you know, it was kind of, I don't like to say depressing, but it was something that had to be said. Uh, it's a topic that needs to be discussed. And I, I think that if for nothing else, you and I are, or two people who can have that conversation and keep our heads on 
level and, and and not turning into the he who struck John type of conversations that we have in this country. Uh, we, we we want to be able to empower people in their ability to comprehend what's going on in this world that we live in. And that's why you and I have always had such great shows. The problem we have is the topics are getting harder to discuss and our time seems to get shorter and shorter. So that's why we end up being <laughs> on twice this time instead of once. Um, I, I, I have, to have to say that the just sitting there and listening to things you're talking about, uh, it really makes a difference. You know, I was in Atlanta this week with the Community Action Partnership, and uh, they had their annual conference, and I am a board chair for the local Community Action Partnership in Kansas City, Kansas, off of 10th and Quindaro. I was there with the uh, with the executive director and the finance director and from the agency and then some board members. And we get a chance to talk to the the the, the talking heads from uh, around the nation about climate change and the issues that's going on. Uh, the climate, the, the community action partnership group was formed in 1964 on the wall and that was president johnson's act that he signed in <clears throat> so they've been around a long while but bringing them into the environmental world is a necessity is and that's what we're in the process at least i'm in the process of trying to establish so you know, maybe when we get more people that's talking about this, you know, it, you know, it'd be a way to 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 reach those 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 corporate folks that are profiting from that. And what we just said, while while it sounds simple, it's so meaningful. And during this juncture, I love that word juncture and the things that we're doing because as we can reduce the greenhouse gas then people's bills won't be near as high as it is because they won't be using as much energy to exist. But at this juncture, we need to work together to figure out how to take that pressure off of people. I hear the stories. I didn't know if I had to pay utilities or buy some food, you know, or, or, or get, 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 get medicine or, or pay my utility. Those are real. Those circumstances aren't going away. So we, you know, we we gonna you and I are gonna always do this, brother. Whether I don't however often I can have you on, we're gonna do it because this kind of conversation needs to be heard. I I, I want to say now before I run out of time and don't have time to say it that I really appreciate you because you are our lead person at the legislative level. So you know you're right there in the midst of all of this, and it, it's a daily process for you to be able to represent people, but at the same time communicate with legislators. I mean, how do you do that? Well, th thank you, Richard. I mean, it's uh, I don't take it lightly. It's an honor for me, a privilege that I get to go in and and have these conversations with legislators and. Legislators are having similar conversations with constituents, uh, with uh, uh, you know, feeling the the uh, the heat, uh, literally, 
uh, to fill in the pressure on the bill, the high bills coming in a month. And, and there's legislators that spoke out uh, against the rate increase uh, on behalf of their constituents. But, you know, I just think for myself, it's like these issues uh, are important. I think uh, environment, it can be a common denominator of all people, right? We all depend um, on clean air and clean water. We all will benefit from a, a stable planet <laughs> and the yeah. opportunity for uh, in, uh, resources and, and healthy soils and you name it, right? The environment is so important. We can't take it for granted. And, and one of my little uh, slogans is that, you know, we count on our environment every day. Can it count on us? Can it count on you, uh, Mr. Mrs. Legislator? You know, so we got to say, we got to convey these values and have these conversations on how we can fix our problems and and, uh, take advantage of our opportunities. And to me, it's like Kansas has one of the top, uh, the top, we're one of the top 10 states for sunny days. Missouri's uh, also up there but we're not uh, taking advantage of it in terms of solar power. Right. You know, I mean, that's a, a natural resource of, that we benefit from being where we are in, in the geographic United States, yet we're not taking advantage of that opportunity. When there's a challenge that is, you know, we're, we're seeing more extreme weather disasters, in some cases that's more flooding, severe flooding, when all of a sudden you get four inches of rain in one hour time and your streets are flooded. To where you know you're you're experiencing a drought, and then the wells go dry, um, or you can't use the water for for your crops. You know all these different things, severe storms where it damages your property, or or you can't go to the business because it's uh, damaged from extreme weather. You lose your power too often. There's ways that we can deal with that, but we got to recognize there's a problem first off, and then we got to band together all of us, whether you know corporate America business to individuals in their neighborhoods and communities saying, hey, we want, we expect and deserve better. Let's figure out how do we solve this so everybody can benefit here. And well, well, you know, stop there. No, no, that's good because I'm saying that, you know, that's that 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 goes back to the the issue of the greenhouse gas reduction programs and stuff. You know, what people can actually do themselves to help benefit themselves and this planet. We need that. Uh, we're 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 shooting for for net zero uh carbon footprint by 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 twenty fifty. That's the objective. There are some things that are shooting for twenty thirty, uh, electric vehicles in twenty thirty. All of these different things are kicking in. But but the point about it to reach that net zero is going to have to be inclusive of our populations. Now right. so that means that in our low income communities, we need to do a better job of empowering them to why this needs to be done. Uh, recycling. I live where I live on purpose to be the eyes and ears for the people like you and others. That's the only way you're going to know if you don't if you don't live there. Uh, it makes it difficult on my missus because sometimes she has to be there by herself. But at the same time, it gives me an excellent opportunity like you with the legislators. I'm with the people. So I get a chance to see how many of them are adhering to what we're talking about. You know, I've seen the 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 uh, uh, recycled trucks that drive for 
miles without having a recycle bucket. They have nothing to do. They, the, the, the waste management companies are losing money with the recycle business because people aren't recycling. And that, that's something that needs to be understood. I don't, I, I, there's a reason, and that's the lowest hanging fruit anyhow, the recycling part of it, but at least it makes it known that that's what we should be doing. Uh, I see that uh, across the board. When I go stay in Dallas with my middle-class friends, the same thing happens with them. I notice that they're not recycling, you know, and I, I don't go in there just standing on a box stock preaching. I'm there to see what's going on and how people are living. So that means that it's not getting done. Our industry needs to focus in more on how do we make people aware of the fact of their responsibility. You understand? Same thing on the shootings that's going on. How do we make people more responsibility of making more understanding of their responsibility? We just had a maniac go into a dollar store and kill some people. Okay. But yet and still, the world that he lived in and all the things that he's doing, you know them people knew he had that kind of nature. And you mean to tell me nobody said anything? You know, we've had them go in schools and kill kids. <clears throat> you know, this is a, a people's concern, okay? And we need to be more in positions to do what you and I are doing here, talking about it, to talk about it. Yeah, You know, I mean, across the board. I mean, this is our planet. This is not somebody we borrowing it from. You know, so we need to be the ones to be in the position to see that what needs to be understood is being heard. Okay? It's never can you say it too much, regardless of what it is. Food that you eat. We need people to focus in on that. The hormones they're using in beef and oh, not knocking them, not saying don't eat it, but at the same time, be mindful of how much you're eating. Be mindful of it. You know, sometimes just have a good old vegetable meal or whatever, because the outcome is the illnesses that is killing people financially. They can't afford to pay the doctor bills. So, I mean, we got a whole host of those kind of things. We're down to three minutes, and I'm not going to get shut off tonight like I did <laughs> last week because I get caught up in these conversations when we start getting to the end. So, Zach, I'm going to let well, you have time to do your thing. I just wanted to say I think you, you hit a good point there, Richard, and you're right. You know, these are people – created problems we need people created solutions right that's to right. solve those problems and and we can do that uh but where there's a will there's a way and and that's a big point of it um you know uh, the last uh break uh that talked about the climate action summit in kansas city this year and i know you've yeah. been to a few of them and have been involved in that uh in that movement over there that's going to bring a lot of, of people from the public. It's going to bring a lot of uh, leaders from local uh, cities and right. uh, counties all together. And then it's also going to bring those corporate entities like our utilities and architects and and uh, Panasonic and other companies uh, that are trying to do more on climate action. So, hey, that'll be a great conversation. That's at September 9th. And then right. also, and so uh, anyway, and then also say that, you know, we have systems that if people are talking about it, 
they need to talk to the people who are making the decisions in our institutions. And when we talk about the rate increase, we got to talk again about write your public comment uh, to the Kansas Corporation Commission about the Evergy rate increase or, you know, your yes. local utility, unified government on Kansas City BPU, or if you're on the Missouri side, the office of uh, the Missouri uh, Public Service uh, Utility Regulator. So um, anyway, just some opportunities. If you feel these things, don't just keep it in yourself. And, and it's good to talk to people about it, but also act on it in official capacity if you're able. Yeah, I see uh, Terry answering the phone, so someone may be calling in, but we run out of our time, and I don't want to really get into it unless it was something simple, but I'm glad to see that people took the time to call in, and the next time we'll do it, we'll try to do it earlier. Uh, we might do it in the middle section, and that'll give people a chance that if they can't get in until the last section, they can at least get in. Uh, well, Zach, we done it, buddy. You know, I love you to death, man. Uh, uh, Thanks for know. having me on, Richard. Thanks for yeah. what you do and, and everyone at Eco Radio and KKFI for this important conversation. That's right, buddy. And uh, for people out there listening, just check out our website. Uh, look and see if there's something you want to get in touch with us. You can always leave a message or something, and we, can, we will get it. Terry, thank you for all that you do. Good night, people. Have a good one. Join me, DJ Madam B, early Tuesday mornings from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. as I host Doni del Mundo, global music by women, the musical women of the world, here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City. And if you miss an episode, you can hear the archives for two weeks at archive.kkfi.org. Are you passionate about making a difference in your community? So are we. KKFI's Community Voices series is dedicated to featuring local individuals and organizations that are driving positive change. If you have a story to share or initiative that you want to showcase, we invite you to submit your information at kkfi.org communityvoices Together, let's amplify your impact and inspire others to join the movement. Join us on Community Voices and to share the positive differences made in our communities. It's time now for your good news for a good planet. Solar canals. Water is our most precious resource, and in California, the state utilizes about 4,000 miles of canals to transport it to some 35 million residents and to farmland as well. To aid in conserving water, engineers are working on plans for the installation of solar panels over this massive system, where solar-covered canals have been successful since 2014. The panels shield the canals from evaporation and in California would conserve an estimated 63 billion gallons of water a year. In return, the canals would cool the solar panels, which boost their efficiency. The solar energy generated would power the water system itself, while spare electricity is sold or fed back to the power grid. That extra electricity could also help clean up the air by being used as an alternative to particulate spewing diesel engines that currently pump water through the state's agricultural valleys. With the aqueducts running along major interstates, solar canals would also help usher in California's electric car initiative, fueling electric charging stations along the highway. Solar canals also reduce the need to use potential croplands and natural habitats as solar farms, thus making it an added bonus for the environment. 
big sun, little earth. Solar canals are just another win-win for our future. And this is Mandy from goodnewsgoodplanet.com. My name is Darnell. At the end of our hour, here's some environmental news for the week of August 28, 2023. Inside Climate News reports. Federal regulators have sent a proposed safety order to the developers of the contentious and highly politicized Mountain Valley Pipeline, citing concerns over potential pipe erosion and land movement in the steep mountain terrain the pipeline will cross in West Virginia and Virginia. In the proposed order issued August 11th, the Pipeline and Hazardous Material Safety Administration noted that the conditions may exist along the Mountain Valley Pipeline that pose a pipeline integrity risk to public safety, property, or the environment and may present immediate risk if the pipeline is commissioned without remediation. The Lever reports. Maine surpassed a climate infrastructure goal two years ahead of its schedule, installing at least 104,000 new heat pumps in a push that will lower both fossil fuel emissions and heating costs across the state. Heat pumps are a welcome addition to homes and public buildings, bringing energy-efficient heating and cooling to indoor spaces. The Kansas City Star reports. This is from an informative opinion by Mike Kelly. He is chair of the Johnson County Commission, former mayor of Roland Park, and co-founder of Climate Action KC. The next few months are critical to take advantage of the Inflation Reduction Act to boost clean energy, and more efficient building practices. One year after the adoption of the Federal Inflation Reduction Act, the Kansas City metropolitan area is off to a strong start in leveraging this landmark legislation to drive significant public-private investment in our communities. These investments can transform the region, bring good jobs, and laying the foundation for inclusive economic growth. However, Realizing that potential will require a major increase in ongoing effort by the public and private sector working closely with community partners. Buildings represent our region's largest source of carbon emissions, and by making them more efficient, we will not only make them more comfortable for occupants, but we can also help reduce the energy bill burden for low-income households. The next few months are critical. More opportunities are coming available through $4.6 billion in competitive grants that the region can apply for from the IRA's Climate Pollution Reduction Grant and $27 billion in financing that will soon be available from the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund. However, these will be prioritized to regions that have projects ready to go. Our local and state governments will need to dedicate staff to this effort and the private sector will need to provide leadership and financial support to help develop the ideas that will attract federal investment. The Sustainability Action Newsletter reports, 
More than half of all species live in the soil. A paper published by the National Academy of Science found it is home to 90% of fungi, 85% of plants, and more than 50% of bacteria. At 3%, mammals are the group least associated with soils. Soil is likely home to 59% of life, including everything from microbes to mammals. Animals, making it the singular most biodiverse habitat on Earth. Soil is the top layer of the Earth's crust and is composed of a mixture of water, gases, minerals, and organic matter. It is where 95% of all of the planet's food is grown. A third of the planet's land is severely degraded and tons of fertile soil are lost every year through intensive farming. Adopting less intensive agricultural practices and increasing habitat conservation will all help increase soil biodiversity. EcoWatch reports, conservative think tank, the Heritage Foundation recently released a blueprint to drastically eliminate many of the climate change policies and laws put into place by the Biden administration if a Republican wins the White House in 2024. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has released data that shows the drinking water consumed by 26 million Americans across the country is contaminated with dangerous levels of toxic per and polyfluoroalkyl substance, PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. AP News reports. North America's first utility-scale solar panel recycling plant has opened to address solar waste. The great majority of worn and damaged panels are dumped in landfills. Some panels only have a few cracks in their glass and can be resold. Panels that don't go to resale head down a conveyor belt where glass, metals, and other materials with value are separated. The reason recycling and recovery isn't robust yet is that companies struggle to justify the $30 per panel cost when it costs only $1 to send it to the landfill. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Please tune in again next week or listen to our podcast at any time.
the parking lot. Thank you for listening to Eco Radio KC on KKFI 90.1 FM, Kansas City Community Radio. Eco Radio is brought to you each week by a team of collaborators, including me, Craig Lugo, Terry Wilking, Brent Rysdale, Bob Grove, and Dave Mitchell. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not of KKFI and or the Midcoast Media Project. You can find our calendar and a podcast of each show on Eco Radio KC's Facebook page, as well as on our show page at kkfi.org. This is Richard Mabian, and you can send inquiries and comments to our email at kkfi.org forward slash contact or message us on our Facebook page. Up next is Fiesta Musicale, followed by Noche Magica. Our outro music is Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone Ooh.